0: Jokic behind his back. What it tastes like, Jokic. That's your sinner. Wow. Uh,
1: as long as their fans don't get that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans coming here, the Celtics fans coming here, Laker fans coming here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Here's the Gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is your hosts, Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross, here on a Sunday evening, getting ready for Monday morning. And, Gordon, the opening of 2022 Denver Nuggets preseason. Are you hyped? Finally,
0: finally, the Nuggets have come back to my TV. That's what I've been waiting for,
1: man. Well, I mean, not quite back to your TV unless you're, I don't know if you're, I guess if you have Evo. No,
0: it'll be, it'll be like back to my, back to my laptop in which I pull some stream from like Eastern Europe. Which the, will, the nuggets get me
1: nuggets. My, yeah. Back to my Kazakhstan yeah. stream.
0: Exactly. Where I'm going to try to like run my virus checker before and after the game. Yeah.
1: Right. Heavy, heavy ad blocker recommended. Yup. Um for your nuggets play. Fuck man, I do what I
0: gotta do. I, I will okay. I will I will like risk my laptop to watch the nuggets play.
1: We have we've been given little options. Um yeah. no end in sight for that,
0: right? No, so. no, it's up to us and it's on our own initiative to go ahead and figure out how to watch the nuggets. So yeah. Uh that's why they invented uh ad Adblocker and that's why they invented you know antivirus. So that's I'm good to go. Minor binder both updated.
1: That's it, yeah. Exactly, and uh, hey, we'll we get to start figuring it all out here tonight with the Nuggets playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. We are going to get into that, of course. I also had want to talk real quick uh, about training camp, which wrapped on Friday out there in San Diego, sunny San Diego. Um, and as always, we'll start the show with. Uh, the fast break bets section still still deciding if i like that title but eh. it's
0: a work in progress (laughs) but we're, we're on
1: it i was too lazy to change it for this week at least so um so without further ado let's just jump right in so on our fast break bet segment two bets i promise we will not spend 45 minutes talking about them this time um we'll we'll button it up but the first one, I, the, well, I guess so the theme tonight for, for these bets, these are not bets again. we I kind of talked about this last week. I don't really like long-term bets that don't have really big payouts. Like if, in, in tonight's case, the two bets we have, both of them actually in the minus side. Yep. Um, but I kind of feel like they're free money, to be honest. I, like. I think both of these bets – will cash you won't make a lot of cash but I feel like it's uh it's a high likelihood they are so let's get with the first one which is the over under on season wins right now over at draft Kings. they have it at 49 and a half and Gordon I, do, I just do not see any way I mean I guess I guess there there's always a way injuries. yeah injuries that's the way. the way yeah but I just if, if the Nuggets even have a modicum of health um as long as Nicole Jokic is healthy I feel like there's just no way this team doesn't end up in the 50 win or above mark.
0: Yep. Although let me, yeah, like you said last year with, without, um, without Jamal Murray and without MPJ for basically the whole season, like MPJ played some, but was obviously broken before the season even. Yeah, started. It was like
1: six games or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, he was, he came out of preseason and was broken. So like, you know, you're missing your second and third best scorers. you know, and they went 48 and 34. If you're telling me that those two guys are only worth like two wins or like one win, nah, nah. If they're healthy, they're kicking it way over 50 wins. Like we're not messing around.
1: Yeah. And plus I think MPJ and and, and Jamal aside, like I think the Nuggets are a a better structured team this year. I like the composition of their roster. I think it's more balanced uh, on the defensive side. I think they've got a lot more answers in terms of what they want to do out on the wing, on the Let me defensive put it, side. They've yeah. got guys who can hit corner threes. Like, this yep. team, I, I, yeah, I just cannot see. This
0: team seems any. better balanced than last season without Maul. If you took Jamal and MPJ off this team, is is and, you know, just forget about Jokic for a second, are the remaining guys better than the remaining guys from last year? Uh, that depends on how Bones handles being Monte's replacement. That depends on what KCP does in in Barton's place, basically. But do I think they could step into those same roles that um, were afforded to those guys and pull the same kind of weight? Yeah, I do. And they'd be better defensively.
1: Right. And you've got Bruce Brown in there now as well. That's what I mean. Um, Which makes a big difference, I think.
0: Nagi being healthy would be great, too. Again, I don't assume just health for everyone, but I do assume more health than last year.
1: Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, right, exactly. Because last year was worst – well, second to worst-case scenario. Obviously, everything gets blown up if Nicola were to get some sort of – Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you don't don't plan for that, man. Like, you don't – that's like what happens if John Elway goes down for the season. Okay, well, let's not talk about the Broncos in 1987. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's – it's not a scenario that's worth considering.
1: Right, exactly. Because if it happens, then, like I said, everything is screwed anyway.
0: Yeah, you're done. Like, that's fine. So, every other scenario is survivable. And the scenarios in which the Nuggets, you know, come in under forty-nine wins with Jokic and any better health than last year, is is slim. So yeah, I would say that's basically
1: for money. Right. So you you know you throw a hundred bucks down on this, you would get like sixty-five, you would get like one sixty-five back. Basically, yeah. Um, it's, it's not, not great. great you know. in that sense. But. but like like I said, I feel like you know, you you can't you really tough to lose. Um, on that bet. So for those of you who want, you know, want to throw maybe 10 bucks on it and come out with 16, like if that's,
0: (laughs) if you want a sandwich, you can get sandwich money from this bet real easy.
1: That's it. It's either, it's either you go sandwich money or you go mortgage money and like you go all in and you bet, you bet like five grand. And so that way you can come out where you make yourself like three grand when it's all done. But that's, that's obviously a lot to risk on nobody. Can.
0: We are not suggesting you follow our betting
1: lines. No, no, I would not. Yes. This I is... will not this is over <laughs> under. Uh, I would to be hitting that one hard. Yeah. Uh, with, with my bets this year. So moving into one that kind of goes With that, but a little bit more in-depth conversation um, about the the teams around Denver Uh, right now. the Nuggets one minus one thirty-nine to be the Northwest Division champs. It really this is one of the things that really uh, frustrated me at the end of last season. The Nuggets, of course, they lost the division uh, on the last game of the season. Yeah, I had that one at like plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, and and lost it on the. You were like,
0: I was that close.
1: Yeah. I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna back to back years, nail, nail these long odd bets, but uh, right. it's this year much much less uh lucrative if they pull it off at minus 139. But Gordon, who who is possibly I mean, maybe Minnesota, I guess that's what you would be thinking in terms of it
0: would it would have five. to be Minnesota, right? Like Portland can't possibly again, we're assuming healthier, here, right? Right. So with a healthy squad, Portland is not
1: matching up with Denver portland has got some they've got some delusions that, that they seem to think that they can still do this thing. You
0: know, uh, I, I know. I, I hear that. But I like as as someone from the outside, uh, we could get at what Portland's doing. As someone who doesn't have delusions. I just I don't see it. You know, like the Nuggets, like we said, they're gonna be an over 50-win team, and I'm not sure that Portland's gonna be able to match that kind of production um based off of what they have going on and the adjustments they're going to have to make with their new roster.
1: Yeah. Portland's kind of a weird scenario of like, okay, I mean, I guess your, your number two guy now is, what is Jeremy Grant?
0: Yeah. Portland's Portland's very odd. Like it's not that they're untalented, but I just think it's a weird mix. Um, yeah, exactly. and I,
1: I don't know. I don't know how it all comes together. And, and I look at it and it's like, okay, so if you have Jeremy Grant now as your number two scorer, your number two guy, uh, and then obviously Yusuf Nurkic is kind of like your third or your big three. Like, is that better than when you had CJ McCollum? Like, I don't, I don't really. Why well, is it
0: better than the Denver's big three plus everybody else who's on the well, spot? Well, definitely not. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think. Like, any... I don't see how that works out. Like, I just, I don't, Like, I don't really about understand.
1: In, in a game against, in a game of Portland versus Denver, like the top five players on the court, four of them are going to be Nuggets, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't see. I can't see Portland catching them. It's, but I mean, you're right, though. They're, they're talented. I mean, you got Jeremy Grant. You got Anthony Simons. You've got, oh, they got Gary Payton. And Justin uh, Little's there, right?
0: So, like, you know, I mean, it's not like they don't have defenders. You know, they've got some guys. You know, they've got GP2, right? Right. So, you know, I mean, they you know, Josh Hart could definitely play. I, I was interested in getting Josh Hart to show up for Denver this year if they could pull that off. Right, um, so it's it's not that they don't have players. they definitely have players. I just it's such a strange conglomeration of dudes who all can play, but nobody can really star other than dame yeah, and we'll we'll see how that works out for them,
1: yeah, it's one of those things I wonder if if it goes south early is it did we finally get the the full out trade request from Dame? right, but he's making so much money. <laughs>
0: Well, to
1: do you know? Yeah. yeah, I guess you trade him. Yeah, yeah. you, you trade for like Kyrie Irving or something like that,
0: or Westbrook. Yeah,
1: yep, yep. Well, that would boy why. Yeah, I'm, no, no, you don't do. Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> gotta be pissed. Yeah, like Dame is unlike Westbrook. Uh, Dame is still like really good. I
0: know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's it's it's Lakers' luck. Like, that's the kind of thing I expect is mid season for it to be for them to blow it up when it's not working and for them to, you know, because they can't move Russ. You know, then the, you know, at any time before, then yeah, I expect some other stuff to happen.
1: So that, I mean, that essentially means. But either way, that doesn't
0: help, doesn't help Portland like win the division. Yeah. Right. No.
1: Yeah. And if anything, they're going to be going the opposite direction. So it essentially comes down to Minnesota, which I think, um, I have to say it. I think Tim Connolly has not done a good job assembling that roster. Like it makes no sense to me.
0: We were talking about how confusing the trailblazers are. And I'm very, very, again, it's not untalented. If it works, if it works, holy crap. But I just, it's so, I can't visualize it yet. So his visualization that he has for this roster is not something I have. So I'm, I'm dying to see how it looks on the court because in my brain, I just, it, 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 it falls apart. So.
1: Can, yeah, right. Be. I mean, I think in some ways, I think Tim has watched, particularly in the playoffs, teams have, have success against the Nuggets because they put a, a big athletic center down there um, to body him up and, and to make life difficult for yep. him. Uh, and, and then that, that basically takes him out of the game. You know, I mean, whether it's been DeAndre Ayton or, or Dwight Howard. Right. Uh, you know, there, there's always been kind of that guy to do that to them, and so he, I think Tim kind of was like, "I'm not going to let that happen to Carl to Anthony Towns." So, well, I'm going to go out and get Rudy Gobert. But like, I one, I think Rudy Gobert is just like, um, I, I don't think he she does enough for you to like put you. You even even if like Rudy Gobert is just your traditional center, uh, and you're not trying to make like this twin tower thing work, we we saw that even then like that he was a big negative particularly on the offensive end uh in the playoffs like that became a game plan way of beating the utah jazz was to basically force you know basically force it to rudy gobert and then try and make him beat you uh and instead of donovan mitchell and it's just like i don't i don't see how this team makes it work at least in year one i mean it, it could come around and they, they, i mean like you said there's no doubt the talent like i mean anthony edwards is a really good player carl anthony towns is a really good player d'angelo russell is a really good player even though i mean he kind of goes you know he's got <clears throat> cold um if so they've got they've got the firepower their you know their depth is kind of it's, I mean, it'll, I'll tell you this, it's, it's going to be defensively. It's tough. You know, you got guys like Torrin Prince, and Nas Reed, you know, you know what, you know what a guy like an uh, Austin rivers um, or PJ Dozier, if he can get back what they can bring onto the defensive end, Kyle Anderson, another guy who's, they've got a lot of rangey defense, but yep. it's hard. I guess I don't see the playmaker um that makes it all work. Well,
0: and that's, they're hoping it's, it's D'Angelo, right? Like you're hoping it's right. Russell and that um Ant takes us the step forward that you want him to take to be a superstar. But I, it, it's going to be so weird to see what their spacing is like, with Gobert in the paint and then Towns outside. Um, and then like, what are you going to do? Like, he can't drive the hoop with Gobert standing there. So like, what what is your plan? Are you just going to all shoot? Like, there's no no one's going inside at all.
1: Um, right, which I takes a, yeah, because like, and that's that's not Anthony Edwards' game. Like, he's. He's a guy who's a big portion of his game is attacking the basket.
0: That's exactly right. And so I'm, and you know, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell does it too. So I'm very curious as as to how they plan to orchestrate an offense with two bigs, one of whom is mobile and can shoot. um, But the other one definitely cannot do either of those things.
1: Yeah, the other and one is so, a complete, like minus on the offensive end. I mean, he's well, he's a good screener, obviously. He's a, he's
0: a good screener, he's a good dunker, a, like finisher, good, like yeah, you know, screener, on that's all he is. Yeah, he's a finisher and a, and a screener, and he's very good at those things. Um, and I, how are you gonna pull that off when you're trying to space with two seven footers? I don't, I don't know. Like maybe they got it worked out. I hope they have it worked out, but I mean, they can't have tried it yet, you know, and so that's why I'm fascinated to see how it goes. That's why I don't think they can win the division because there's going to be an adjustment period, right? I talk all the time about how it's hard for new players. Like I don't expect KCP to be able to do a lot more than um spot up in the corner and shoot um in the Jokic offense immediately, because it's so weird to come to a team that has a seven foot point center. Like literally the guy who touches the ball the most in the NBA is Nikola Jokic. And so it's so strange for guys to come over and they're used to getting a pass from a six, two guard. You know who's splitting the defense, and now you've got some seven foot wizard who's standing on the elbow, and it's just it's just a different look, and it takes a while to adjust. Millsap has said it, other guys have said it. You know, it's it's a different experience they didn't have in college, they didn't have on their previous teams. This is also going to be like that. Most guys didn't play with two seven footers, you know, and so how are we going to make this work? The coaches haven't coached it, the players haven't played it, and I don't expect them to come, come out the gate and have an offense that isn't clunky in close situations. So right. I, I'm curious to see how it works, but I think they're going to drop games, you know, in November and December while they figure that out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great point. Like there's, there's going to have to be a learning period to all this. this. Um, not only because you've got such a weird, you know, setup of guys, but there's also just like a lot of turnover. I mean, it's a, yep. it's a new, you know, a new, management group coming in and now you, you Tim's going obvi- to obviously put his stamp on the team and like that has involved uh bringing in obviously Gobert but also bringing in you know a lot of his guys yep. uh and then just also making you know some other moves in in free agency that are now he's it's kind of a it's going to be it's going to be a new experience like you said and I think it's going to take some time for uh, for it all to work out. So uh, again, not great at minus one thirty nine uh, for the Nuggets to win the division, but uh, there's a reason it's that low because it's it's hard to see anybody else really challenge them in this division as right. long as they are healthy. They That's should the they should win it.
0: Yeah, if you're assuming health, you know, then they should win it. If you assume health for even even like one of your two main other stars other than Jokic, you should still win it. Like, you know, right. So I, I, it's just a – it's a situation where I, it's it's hard to get huge plus money. So even though it's – you know, you're, you're in the minus like 140 or whatever, that's actually pretty decent odds for what you would expect from this team since this team should be a contender if things go the way they should go.
1: Right. All right. We will – Hey, as promised, not spend 45 minutes on the fast break bet section. Check it.
0: That was like 17. Yeah, we're good. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Uh, We'll instead move on to a discussion about Denver Nuggets training camp. It is in the books. They wrapped up, like we said, on Friday out there in San Diego. As Coach Malone said, when we have two courts here in Denver, we water. I
0: love the shade. Go, yeah.
1: Yeah. If anybody was like uh, misunderstanding that, um, that's, that's not like coach you know, with some insider information, like, Oh, Hey, this training center is coming. Like, uh, based off what jo- Josh Kroenke has said in a previous presser, you, uh, you can expect that the, there's really no work being done right now on, on a Nuggets training center. Um, that is coach Malone basically being like, yeah I can't practice here because you've got literally literally uh an auxiliary gym and a ball arena and and a tiny little weight room that's that's what you've given me to to practice on and and the point that it's this is not Malone like being like bougie and like wanting to have no. a nice training center they have 20 20 zero players in training camp if you do the math that's four teams of five players each. That means they can be running two scrimmages simultaneously 2 five on fives simultaneously. If they have two full-size courts, they don't have that in the Nuggets uh, auxiliary gym over there at ball arena. So that's why you have to go somewhere else. Like they literally don't have a choice. Yep. They have to go somewhere else. Now, I don't know about the, the decision-making to go to San Diego. I imagine there's some logistics uh, that go in there of just being able to find a place. Uh it does strike me as odd that you would choose somewhere at sea level when you play in Denver. Um, you know, like like what's what's going on at uh UNM down there in Albuquerque? Can't we can't we go train there or something like that? You know, or like back in the day, the Nuggets would train at the Air Force Academy and do it there. So
0: or the OTC. Yeah, they they train to the Olympic Training Center. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or the Olympic Training Center. We've seen them do that. Uh, sometimes they did
0: Creighton one year, but that again, that's
1: down at sea level. I'm not a huge fan of that. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I mean, Nebraska's not that. It's gotta be a little bit higher at sea level, right?
0: Yeah, it's higher than sea level, but it's not. It's not great.
1: It's not. It's not the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. I guess I don't understand the, the decision um, to go to San Diego. That's was the only thing that strikes me. Now, does it does it bother you at all, Gordon? Do you think I'm just making too big of a deal of it? Like, does it really matter that they? I think it's
0: dumb, but them. I mean, they also, you know, could have added a, um, you know, a higher altitude um, uh, G-League team and decided not to do that. They just t- picked up one that was already in existence. So it's in- like they picked
1: up the cheapest one they could get. They,
0: they picked <laughs> up the open one that they didn't have to do any work on. Right, and it's like, better oh, yeah. than not having one. I'm not complaining. It's better than not having yeah. one. Agreed. Thank you for having the the gold in Grand Rapids. I appreciate that. But it was weird to me that you don't try to make, you know, an altitude thing so that you're not trying to have those guys adjust to playing at altitude if you have to call them up during the season. So, you know, it's, that's not a consideration that they really have. Um, Malone talks a lot about how they need to like be better on the home court, but then they don't practice or play like they care about, you know, being better at altitude than their opponents. So I, you know, at some point that's just talk. You know that that if if you're gonna put yourself at the same disadvantage that your opponents are in the mile high, then that's on you. Like right. that's that's not on somebody else, and that's a choice they've made. Um, I don't expect it to pay off. You know, I don't expect it to be a huge problem this year. Um, I don't I don't think it ever is to to do like an extra week or two of camp at sea level. Right. I'm not sure that two weeks actually helps you. You should be. And they were all practicing in and around Denver anyway. So if you're right. sleeping, yeah. and if you're play. sleeping in Denver and you come early and you play in Denver like the the real issue is it takes a couple of months to build the red blood cells up, so you need to come back to Denver early to get those red blood cells started so you can carry more oxygen so you can you know handle having less oxygen than other people right so, i mean they'll
1: they'll play and they'll play two games in Denver um, yep. here in the preseason, so it's not like there you know, there have been there have been years where like. They didn't the play any, yeah. They, they play one game, and then they basically – I mean, there was one year where they did camp in San Diego, and then they played like four games in California in one game yep. uh, in Denver. And I, I guess it would be interesting. I didn't pay attention back then. I could go back and see if I could figure that out what year that was, see kind of how they did in their first couple of home games. Um, if we, we did
0: right prep for the show, we would have checked that, but we don't do prep for the show. Yeah,
1: that's it. That is it. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, you know, maybe you, you might expect to see some, some sluggish – uh, guys out there, some tired yeah. blinks, uh, but it'll, it'll be
0: alright, like right. again Jokic is already in basketball shape he's already been playing for you know um, pretty much the, everybody, the, the everybody the was back
1: in Denver before camp started,
0: guys were all back, they said that they all came early, Um, you know they've been working out together, they were working on stuff, you know, so the camaraderie is there um, and trying to get used to each other, get in practice is one thing, Um, I don't think altitude is the biggest concern um, yeah. I think that it's I think that when you ever you start in Denver, the first few weeks are always not great. So would I rather that they were running training camp just in Denver? Yes. But if you can't do that because your owner doesn't want to pay the money to build you the court, then you, there's only so much you can do. You know, if you can't if you can't get a, a court at altitude, then that's it. You go where you go um, and you make arrangements with wherever you go and. You know, if, if San Diego makes the guys feel comfortable and you're still building that camaraderie, so you're all hanging out by the beach, good, good for you. You know, then it's a, then it's a team bonding experience rather than an altitude, you know, adjustment experience. That's fine.
1: Right. Right. I, I mean, it comes down to, you know, uh, this, this ownership group has a focus on things with their real estate that uh, are not practice facility centric like they're
0: yeah it's not the priority right like i mean we already he submitted the all the plans you know and we've seen the plans and the plans do not include the very first thing that i'm doing is breaking ground on this practice facility for my and for my basketball team it's basically i'm going to make a bajillion dollars off of my denver real estate holdings and as a part of that eventually i will build a training facility also around here
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you guys right now. If you look and you can look it up, it's called the River Mile Project. I mean, yep. there's plenty of stuff out on on the internet. It's, none of this is a secret. Nope. Uh, they're they're yeah they're not they're, all that all that space that's Elitch Gardens and and uh, all this basically all basically all the uh, properties surrounding um, Ball Arena. Like they they will make that into a um, a, a revenue producing area. They, they want those buildings to be leased uh, to people that will consistently give them year after year revenue. Uh, the revenue I get there's an argument to be made that you know you can increase your team's success with a better practice facility which will there in turn lead to more revenue because of greater fan interest. Um, but the revenue that it would be made from a practice facility is is far less direct and that is not what the Kronkies are interested in out there um in downtown denver which makes sense that is prime real estate like i don't yep. i don't own that but like hey you probably own i mean i don't know all the you know, real estate holdings but i guarantee it's a shit ton like uh, yes
0: that is the technical term for it a right? a a shit ton maybe a metric shit ton yes
1: i bet you they have some more property out there near dick sporting good park like Go chuck a chuck put something up, up man. Practice yeah. out there, out in the field, out there. Like it, it'll make your players probably pissed off because I guarantee none of them live over in that area. They probably either <laughs> all live downtown or or the Cherry Creek area. But you know, that's um, fine. They, they they can pay people to drive them over there.
0: It's all right. Rocky got a raise. That was the only that was their expenditure for the off season, So we're good to go. There
1: you go. Hey, shout out to Rocky. At least he's he's getting
0: go the get bag. the bag, Rocky. You deserve it.
1: That was the really the only notable quote that I came out of uh media day with was was coaches, coaches shade there about the, uh, the two courts. Otherwise, media day to me was fairly.
0: I mean, it's fairly routine. Like the
1: thing, I mean, media
0: day was you know we're all happy to be here. I, you noticed the quiet confidence around a bunch of the guys. I hope it's deserved. Um, you noticed that MPJ was wanting to play and chomping at the bit and had no real interest in talking about not getting on the court because he wanted to rest up so you know he talked about basically cheating the game if you don't if you're not out there playing if you're healthy um and to be fair every time he's been healthy he's played every game so it just hasn't happened that much
1: right yep so i mean it's uh it's looking good for for the nuggets at least in terms of uh, no, no big gaffes on media day. Every now and then you'll
0: get. Be- no, Ag Ag stepped up and did his bare minimum and said, "I'm a dumbass." Yeah, for, that, yeah, right. For I mean- for you know, um, uh, thumbs upping the uh, Ant Post and my bad, I I undid that and then that was done. Um, whether that's enough is fine. Like he did the bare minimum and you know that's what I expected and it happened. So good for him.
1: Yeah, exactly. And good for good for the reporter. He didn't double down, right? Right, uh, and like I said, good, good to the reporter uh, for forcing him to – I think it was meet. Matt Moore, yeah. Matt Moore, yeah, yeah of course it was. Um, shout out to Matt Moore for not – to-
0: Moore, Matt Moore doing the job. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, media day was very – I mean, it was very generic because I, I, it should be. When you're yes. – where you are, like, what are you going to say? Are you happy to have the guys back? Yes. You know, what do you expect from Yeah,
1: championship? We don't, championship? Yep, we don't we're have good. Kenneth Reed here anymore to give us – yeah, to like pout about the
0: fact he's not getting whatever he wants. Right, right. You know, to,
1: to be like, "Hey, I know you just signed this guy for 30 million dollars, but I'm a starter and I consider myself a starter." Like, "Yeah, no. That's good for you."
0: Good for you, buddy, but no one else does.
1: Yeah. None of those, none of those type of quotes. Yeah, everybody everybody seems to be on the same page.
0: And everybody's ready to be in their role, right? I mean, right. like that's that's the goal there is everybody knows what they got. The only bit of weirdness that I noticed was um malone talking about and it wasn't just necessarily at media day It was also some of the practice quotes where he's talking about how you know mpj needs to go to the corner and needs to work on his defense and whatever and yeah, i'm like well, this okay is- yeah, let's
1: let's talk about that because that you're right that kind of came up with a quote from uh one of the quotes from training camp was essentially it, basically malone lists off like these whole, all these things that he wants to see michael porter jr um you know, work on and improve to, to really help the team this season. Yeah, like basically none of them involve putting the ball in his hands, except for like catch and shoot, right? Yep. Like, so it's it's an interesting. Whereas you know, obviously we know with Mike, that's that's probably not what he's thinking. It's I'm sure he's a guy who wants the ball in his hands as much as possible. Um, well, how do, think, do you think that with- they're, they're going to make that work? Like I, I I always have a sense that and it's it's and I don't even think it's a sense. I think you can see it pretty easily like there is some tension between Malone and Mike because uh, Malone wants wants MPJ to do like wants him to be a stretch four and MPJ wants to be a star like and there's yep there's hard time finding that you know that that common ground.
0: Well that's like the thing is, right? You know, you're you're looking at a guy who is one of the great offensive talents of his generation. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's one of the best shooters that has ever been in the NBA. He hasn't been in the NBA that long, but in his small sample size, it's hard to do it it better than than MPJ has done it. Um, For with more efficiency, you know, with more um, accuracy from deep, you know? So I, I, I mean, if you wanted him to just be a stretch big, he could absolutely do that. Um that's not all he sees himself as. That's not all I think he should be seen as. Um, But Malone has, since day one, um, Malone wants a guy who's a defense-first grinder. And MPJ is a everything-comes-easy-on-the-offensive-end star. Um, And this is the same conflict, you know, uh, that you ran into with people like Melo, you know, who's an all-world offensive player who wasn't real keen on defense. Um. Okay. Well, he's an all-world offensive player. You make it work, uh and we'll see if if the Nuggets can figure that out. Because what Malone wants is basically for him to be Kawhi, and uh that's not going to happen. Like he right. is not going to be Kawhi. That's not a thing. So that's not, that's so, not the way. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's not the, it's not a set. He's never going to be Kawhi like that. You know, and so. Um, If you want him to be better on defense, that's fine. I hear what you're saying. If you want him to... Yeah, we all want
1: Michael Porter Jr. to be better on defense. Like that. Mike
0: wants well, Michael Porter Jr. to be better right. on defense. I don't think
1: anybody here is, is mistaking Michael Porter Jr. for a good defender. Like, we all get it. It's it's bad. It needs to be better.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's got to improve that. But he can't improve that without being on the court.
1: Right. Um, and and... On offense, he needs to be more than what we have sometimes seen in the past. And, and, and you know... It's I take things with a grain of salt when when Malone says things like this because we've we've seen the results otherwise we've seen Michael Porter Jr. be a big focal point of their offense. Yep. At times we've also seen him basically be relegated to just stand in the corner and and you know catch and shoot threes. Yep. Like that. That's That's what you have Kentavious Caldwell Pope for. Like that's honestly like you can let Aaron Gordon do catch and shoot threes over in the corner first. Like Mike Jamal and Jokic. Get the balls in their hands, get design plays for them, and let them let them create. Like that's that's if you you're wasting any any one of the three, you're wasting their talents if you're not putting them in positions to create with
0: the multiple basket. positions, multiple options. And now, what I liked about some of the the practice clips that we got to see was that uh, Maul was passing the ball to MPJ, who would then cut to the rim, and then on the next possession down you know mpj would run to the corner and get the 3 off you know on a kickout and a step back 3 like these are good things like you want the give and you want them to have give and take you want them to be interactive um and i think the fact that uh, that Maul and jokic um that their comfort in what they were doing has been interrupted by jamal's injury will hopefully allow for mpj and jamal and jokic to work out a new three person balance as they all come back together right um that it's not just well, this is the role that Tory Craig used to have. And we're gonna put MPJ in the Tory Craig role. You can't be doing that. Like that's that's right. that's that not no that's, sense. yeah, it it doesn't make any sense to to anybody on the team. Now, again, if he just winds up shooting from the corner, he would be amazing at it. He'd probably be the greatest three point shooter in the history of the league if all he does is shoot spot up threes. Uh in you know
1: right, but he's capable of being more than Ryan Anderson. Like uh, yes.
0: And that's what you and and so as long as the the Nuggets are willing to deal with that, then we're good to go. Um, it's just that Malone always says stuff like this. And then usually he'll walk it back, you know, a couple weeks into the season. Um, Yeah. I think
1: with, I think with, with Mike specifically too, he still wants Malone still wants to kind of dial him back and keep his, keep kind of, you know, put him in check in terms of his confidence and stuff to be like, to remind him like, Hey dude, no, like this is still Nicola's team. He's still right. our focal point, like and you. you well, I mean, what?
0: I mean, I don't think MPA doesn't MPJ doesn't think that. Like Mike is Mike is very cognizant of whose team it is. You know, and Mike has never been like, oh, I can't believe no one's giving me the keys to the kingdom. You right. know, I, I think that's that's really the the weird thing to me is is that for a guy who um came out of college, you know, with the expectations of being a diva, um, I, I guess I think he's more of a himbo and just you know, good heart, but not always paying attention. Um, and so Mike Malone, Michael Malone hates that. He's like, you've got to pay attention. Whereas, you know, MPJ for his whole life has, has been a god of basketball. Um, and so there's an adjustment period when you reach the level that he's at now. In the same way that there was an adjustment period for Jokic when he was like, man, I guess I shouldn't be fat anymore if I want to be great at this game. You know, right. and he stopped being fat and he became an all MVP instead of just being really good. Right. Um, and so, you know, Mike's next step is, OK, how do I focus every play? How do I make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do? I can't break the rules until I follow the rules and I know all the rules. And I think that's where Michael Malone is a detail guy gets frustrated. Um, and so as long as they can come to an agreement on that, I, I ain't got any worries about it because the talent's obviously there. Jamal will find him they will make this work and it, God, the potential is unbelievable, man. Like just the I mean, idea it's, that, it's that you've got. Potential. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you guard it? You, How are you going to guard I, that offense if all three of them are as potent as they can be? And then you've got kickouts to guys like AG and KCP and they're cutting to the rim and there's a bunch of back cuts and
1: you got bones Highland off the bench. And, yeah. Yeah. It's no, it, it's definitely good. It's, it's, it's without a doubt. Um, It's without a doubt a a potent lineup Uh, of height. See though, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can get those guys all working and churning into the same direction along with the coach. Um, Another guy. The best thing about
0: offense though, is that Molo doesn't call it. I know he calls a lot of plays, but mostly it's Jokic's offense. So as long as the players can work it out amongst themselves, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Mike just has Um, to give the defensive effort. And so does Ball, honestly, because they, they don't, the point guard defender that they have is going to be on the bench, you know? Right. Um, And so he's going to have to carry a bunch of defensive weight. There's no Gary Harris there, you know, KCP is fine, but I don't expect him to be pulling all of the, you know, ball handler defensive duties. So Maul has a heavy workload when he comes back too. so like yep. you said, there's going to be an adjustment period for that, but I really, Denver's just deep, man. They're just deep. It'll be fine.
1: They're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They've got a, um, a deep roster with some really high quality guys coming off their bench right now. Uh, one guy who's may or may not be on the bench. So we got kind of like that first, uh, we kind of started getting some, you know, some reports out of training camp of, of the first rotation. And then I think everybody, the, the, the first unit was exactly what everybody expected with, you know, Jamal and, and KCP and, and AG and, and MPJ and a lot of, a lot of initials in this. I know. And uh, (laughs) Jokic, right? But that's that's the group that everybody assumed would be the starting group. Anyways, the second group came out with a lot of the stuff you would expect, right? You had Bones Highland and Bruce Brown. um, Signage was on it. Devon Reed. But then you have, at your bigs, you have Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. So obviously, I think when you look at this team right now and in their rotation and what we've, we've so far seen, we'll get to learn more tonight here against the thunder, but um what we've seen so far, it seems like the guy that's the biggest mystery or the guy that you're like thinking should be getting minutes that might be squeezed out of the rotation right now is Zeke Naji, right? Like that's, He's in his third year. He's healthy. This is supposed to be the year really for him to, to kind of put himself in that everyday rotation in basically the role that I would say that, you know, Jeff Green is in because DeAndre Jordan, I expect to not play a ton. I expect him to play when the opposing team is not playing a small ball five and is playing a traditional five off the bench, who's going to need another traditional five off the bench to match up against, which nowadays in the NBA is not that often and even when it happens you've got nicole Jokic, who's probably playing 35 to 37 somewhere in that kind of minute range most nights anyways so you're talking about a guy who's gonna be only out on the court for for 10 minutes um at best that is not where i see zeke Nagy. i see zeke Nagy in that jeff green role as the backup four as the small ball five Getting around 20 minutes a game, right? 15 to 20 minutes a game. But right now, I mean, all indications are that he's he's on on the outs. Even though Malone has has praised him like a lot in uh, in the in training camp and, and in her in interviews, it it seems at least from what we've what we've heard so far about the way these practices are running that you know Zeke Nagy is basically in that third unit with with you know all the rookies and stuff like that. Is it, Jordan, is that something you, you know, do you agree with that? Do you think Jeff Green is, is, should still be the guy at least first? Is this like a, you got to earn your spot first? And Jeff Green was the, was the guy who had that role last year? Or, or should they, should they be putting Zeke in there and, and moving forward with, with this next generation of, I guess, backup big?
0: Well, I, I would, I fully expect for Zeke to be that four, five, um, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game guy by the end of the season. Um, I don't expect DeAndre Jordan to get 82 games worth of backup play. I don't expect um, Jeff Green to be pulling huge amounts of duty at the four um, all the time. But I do think that it is Malone's tendency to always go vets first and to make sure that you know. See, the don't go kind go. of a
1: vet? Like he, no, this he's is been his injured, third man. Season.
0: Once you once you well, he was he barely played year one you know, um, he played year two and then now it's it's year three, but it, I mean, it, if that's the case, then Flacco's a vet, and I don't think we would consider that to be the I would case. Think, I would
1: call Flacco a vet too, like these guys, or they should be like at this point, and that's another guy, yeah, who's obviously also kind of on the outs um, looking in, which to me, it, so here's my disappointment with it, it was like I, I, well, I guess, I mean, Jeff Green opted in, so what, what were you going to do? Um, right, well, and I don't think the plan was necessarily for it to be Jeff green, but
0: when he opted in, you know, there's nothing you do about that. Michael opted
1: in, It's like, all right, well, we can, we can trade one of these guys. Right. You know, but we're probably not going to find too much action for both of them.
0: Right. And I think they traded the right guy. Um, I think Jeff green being here is very good. Um, and I think he still has some stuff to teach people, you know, but I mean, you had Zeke was pulling what 16, 17 minutes a game last year. That seems about right. You know, he didn't play a bunch. Um, but he he, you know, because he was injured. Right. Um, but it it's the sort of situation where I don't expect health, and I do expect Zeke to get his way in. And when he gets in, I expect him to stay in. Um, yeah. he's worked on his body, he's got a good shot. You know what I mean? Like it Zeke is the sort of player that should be able to pull that kind of role for you forever.
1: Right. Cause um, yeah, I mean, I don't I think sometimes Zeke has been as as fans often do with the the, the shiny new toy or the unknown, they they tend to maybe um, overrate some things. I'm not sure that Zeke Nagy is ever this, you know, defensive Swiss Army knife who can guard two through five, like – I don't I don't see him as a guy even in, in a small forward role as having a ton of success. No, uh, on that defensive end, but I think as a, as a yeah as a small ball five and a stretch four, like yep. especially if it, the way he's looked like he's bulked up, if he can improve his rebounding and you know his interior defense a bit, like man that 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 I think is a perfect role for him. And you know, long term, you look at it is like, okay. Well, maybe maybe he's like I said, I don't think he'll have the, the perimeter defense that maybe an Aaron Gordon has, but like you know maybe he eventually replaces Aaron Gordon in your starting lineup as the power forward. That's, right. you know, that, that to me is the ideal scenario. And I don't think it's totally far-fetched, but for whatever reason, he just hasn't, you know, Tim Connolly did such a great job of finding those, those gems in the late first round uh, with, with old Tyler, you know, Tyler Wyden excluding here, but like there's, just not been that case with Zeke Naji. He hasn't taken off like a Bones Highland has. You know, he hasn't taken off like some of these other picks, like a Monte Morris, even or a, you know, I mean, obviously Nicole Jokic. But like a lot of Tim's, Tim's had great success finding guys later in the draft, just like Zeke Naji, and and it just for whatever reason he hasn't found his spot. And so, well, I, I mean, I was it's curious. It's I thought this is the year for him to do it,
0: right? But I mean, it, the thing is, is that the roster construction, Tim has always found gems and he's always put people in front of them so they can't play. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's been his MO. He's like, well, I got, I drafted Zeke Najee. So now in free agency, I definitely need to make sure that I have, you know, two, two power forwards, both named green that I'm going to shove in front of him. You know what I mean? It it, it doesn't, you, you wind up with these situations where, you know, a few years ago we had six or seven power forwards and we were like, well, what's going on? Like right. how, why are we the
1: nuggets Malik Beasley and Wancho Hurd Gomez buried behind a bunch of other right. wings? You know.
0: They drafted Wancho and then they they traded for Trey Wiles in the same the same draft. And you're like, wait a minute, but they play, they're gonna play the same position. Why would you why would you do that? So I, I don't know that roster construction has always allowed for those guys to blossom here, which is why they usually go somewhere else and then they look pretty damn good.
1: Um, yeah, which may end up being the case with Zeke too. I could see it that. It
0: may be, and so we're gonna we're gonna find out. But that's why this year, what I'm hoping for is that you play the vets early, and then when Ze- when like Zeke has to come off the the bench to play because Jeff Green tweaks a knee or something, because he's gonna he's he has old man knees already. We know that, right? You know, Jeff Green's another guy you're gonna want to rest before the playoffs. So I don't want Jeff Green playing 82 games. There's gonna be time. You know same with DeAndre Jordan. If he's your only backup big, your only backup five anyway, other than the small ball version that, that Najee can be, then yeah, you aren't playing him a bunch of games. Like there's gonna be rest time for all of those big vets. So the young vets, the Vlatcos and the um and the Najis are gonna get their minutes. They're gonna be available to them. And then they're gonna see who plays better. So I, I fully expect this to be a trial for the fours, because I only expect them to pick one of Najee and um Fly could go forward with, honestly.
1: And yeah, so, it, it's, it, the, the choice is going to come up here again, obviously, for um, Zeke Naji That should be coming up here.
0: When he, he has an extension coming up park, at the end of this year. You know, you talker, have, you you when are they going to
1: decide on his option?
0: Yeah. They I think they pick up his option. Forward. They pick. They have to pick up his option now. And Wait, I, well, that's I, what I said. I
1: think it's at the end of this month, right? That got right. Got so decision. they're going to do that. Basically, before the regular season starts.
0: Yep. So I, I fully expect them to do that. It's just a matter of, you know, what are you going to do with... um
1: Yeah, last year they announced they picked up his third-year option on October 8th, so...
0: Right, it's coming. You know, it's coming here
1: in the next, yeah, next week
0: or two. There, there's no reason not to pick it up. He doesn't cost that much. And yeah, it's right, there's to really not. It's, not. it's not like you're looking at, like, a guy who was drafted fifth who's going to cost like a, $7 million or $8 million, you know? Or,
1: or it's not like a situation like Tyler and the guy they did not pick up a fourth-year option on because right. they knew. They're like, no, yeah, it's... It was clear after year one that that guy wasn't going to make it. You
0: know? Right, he was not going to be an NBA player. He was done, and they just they they just cut bait quick. Naji's no, not like that. He's got NBA skills, um, and all you needed for him to be healthy. So I fully expect him to pick up his four year. Um, but I do expect that between him and Vlatko, this is going to be the choice this year, and they're both going to get some run. Yeah. Um, do I think that's going to be a focal point for Malone? No, he can barely keep track of what the rotations are like in the actual games he's playing. You know, guys who should get off the bench are going to sit. He's going to play Barton for a half again. Barton won't even be on the team, and he'll be getting played for a half somehow. <laughs> Coach play.
1: Where's Barton? Coach plays for Washington.
0: Yeah. but it, You know, I, it, that's not that's not Malone's concern. So, uh, hopefully they have a detailed guy on the bench who's like, hey, man, nah, he's playing this today. You're going to have to put his ass back in the game. And And that's what I'm hoping for is that, especially with all of the management of, you know, minutes that I would expect the Nuggets to be – pursuing to keep all of their big three rested enough during the season to be competitive. Um, and as deep as the team is, you might as well get all those guys on the court. So yeah, I, I do expect that to be a thing. You know, Najee was talking about how he's definitely a four and not just a backup five. I agree with him, but he's also committed to playing the small ball five. He's been playing a small five um, in some of these, these practices and he's been good at it. And that's what I would also expect to see. So I fully expect him to be um, ready to go for either of those roles when they come up, and I do expect them to come up.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously would be very naive to think that everybody's going to be healthy. Um, yep. hope hope none of none of the guys get injured long term, but they are going to well, be. Well, and even if they were, all healthy brains and you know. Yeah.
0: You, I mean, again, you know, Jeff's putting two packs of ice on his knees after every game. You know, right. like, you're going to give that guy some time off so he doesn't have knee tendonitis that jacks him up for, like, three weeks of the season. At least right. I hope you are. And if you don't, then the knee tendinitis will jack him up for three weeks of the season and nod you off to play anyway. So.
1: Yep, exactly. I, it's they'll, they'll get their opportunities. It might not be game one.
0: And it might not be, yeah, well, it might not be immediate. That's the thing is that I do expect that they're trying to get Najee um, to be patient. Um, and again, to know his role. Right. Um, and that that's really hard when you think that you've got some skills, but also this is a team trying to win a title and you do have skills. However, so does everybody else. Cause it's a deep team.
1: Right. All right. Let's move past training camp then to uh, the game that will be happening tonight against the Oklahoma city thunder uh, the Thunder. You know, I really like the Thunder as like your first opponent. Like they're they're kind of banged up. Uh, I was gonna say, dude, you like them because you're gonna just roll them? Why are you right. like Obviously, Chet Holmgren, uh, not gonna play this season no. at all. Uh, but no, I like them because they're still they're they're a young team that's got some some scrappy guys in there. I mean, you're still gonna Josh Giddey is still gonna play. Uh, Lou Dort is still gonna play. Like they're they've got some guys to to challenge you but yeah at the end of the day like it's kind of like a g-league team right so you you're not too worried uh about getting you know just overwhelmed you don't have to go like like you're not playing against the lakers right you're not like oh gosh i'm gonna get lebron james and anthony Davis one like you can you can ease your way into um into the season with with them but i still think like you know there's there's i mean kenrich williams like there's a lot of tough guys on this team like they're not they're not going to make it easy on you by any means ever
0: they're not ever going to make it easy but they did just trade um Derek Favors which gets rid of the only guy that really annoyed Jokic so yeah why did
1: I was just thinking like why 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 do we have to have DeAndre Jordan and we could have like traded you know <laughs> like a second round pick in a, in a bag of you know of like spare parts to get you know we could have traded Ish Smith and like Soever El Vlatko and like you know a couple other guys who, who probably aren't gonna do anything this year and um pick up Derek Favors instead of DeAndre Jordan. I
0: would been- we've always wanted Derek Favors on the team there. Right. We've, we've been favors guys for a minute, so it's true. It's true. But
1: yeah, I like I liked the uh, I would have liked the idea of that. Um but yeah, so there's a bunch of guys on this roster, like who even knows? Uh who like whoever they even traded him for, I think they were like, Yeah. Or no, I think it was – so they traded Derek Favors to what, like Houston or something
0: like that? Yeah, it was to Houston oh. for like Marquise Chris and Trey Burke and some dudes.
1: Yeah, and, and the people were like – and they were all like, oh, yeah, but uh, you know Houston might trade Derek Favors anyways because, of course, because like what, what the heck is Derek, Derek Yeah. play for Houston? Um, he's like, please trade me to somebody who might actually win. Like, right? Was, Derek Favors was probably so excited he got the phone call. He's like, you know, from the from the GM over there, Sam Presti and Sam all telling, you know, Derek, we're going to have to move on. We've traded you. And he's like, yes. I'm finally gonna go play for a real team. like to Houston. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me? More uh, Derek Favors. You just can't get out a rebuilding team after rebuilding team. There's more to do in Houston than Oklahoma City, though. So at least he's got that going for him. Um, yeah, no, he's not wrong about that.
0: But yeah. I, like I said, the the Thunder the Thunder are such an odd team. We talked about how Portland has some talent, but it's it's a weird mix. The Thunder have a lot of talent. It's just
1: but they uh, they're gonna be good, like I like they're, they're I like young, they're young
0: and weird, but right. that doesn't mean that they're bad. I just, I again, I'm curious to see what the product looks like that they finally put on the court because they got guys who can play,
1: right? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I like, I like Shane, I think he's, I think he's a legit stud player, up. uh, in, in the league. I think Josh Giddy is a legit uh really really good like like type of guy who's perfect to be like your third star on your team because he's a do-it-all kind of guy right like he doesn't right he can score he can pass he can rebound like he'll do whatever you need him to do and he does all of it really well Uh you've got a great defender guy who in in Lou who's figured yeah. out how to like score now you know and, and shoot the ball like Chet Holmgren, I, I mean, what's happened to Chet Holmgren is exactly what my my fear. I think he's immensely talented, but I, I wonder if the, if he's not a guy. You know, he strikes me as a big who's going to be hurt a lot. So it's well, that. he's got
0: that. He's got that really tall, really skinny stuff going on. Right. You know that you ran into with guys like Sean Bradley and stuff. You know, and
1: guys those like that. Hey, what do you know? They tend to have a lot of foot issues.
0: Yep, so, they have foot issues, and you wind up like it's just the levers are so long that you're you jack your knees up, so
1: right,
0: yeah. it, it, it you do guys who are that big tend to have foot issues, and that's just a thing. Um, so
1: we'll, you know, we'll see on that, but
0: I like, yeah, I like that Chet's that very cool. talented. I, I wish we could have seen him this year, um, because yeah. he's got lots of talent, yeah, no um, doubt
1: about
0: it. And, and again, they've got a bunch of decent role players, you know, like. Uh, I, I, again, you know Kenridge Williams is there. Um Robinson Earl is there too, right? I think so. Like they've got guys that I feel like, you know, as far as young players that can actually got like be, Yeah, yeah, Bukursky's fine. Um again, they've got guys that can play. I just I'm not sure how many of them can, you know, we'll see what what Josh Giddy does. Right. Um and and that'll be I'll be curious to see how he goes this year. He's um, going to be a guy out, anyway.
1: Like you could tell me if you feel different, but I, he's got to be the guy, right? That like you're watching the most here Absolutely. In this game from Oklahoma City. Like the the rest of them. I mean, like I said, I like Lou Dort. I, Lou Dort, another guy. I wish the Nuggets could have figured out a way. Now he's probably a little too expensive for me. Yeah, but um, but just I would like the guy that I want to watch play if I'm watching. Yeah, this game buddy, from Oklahoma City, like. Everybody yeah. else is kind of like, you know, it's again, like you said, the role players are guys. I mean, you know, Pokschewski's going to be fun to see if he, if he's even playing. I think was he hurt? I
0: don't remember that. But I, I, I mean, I, you know what you got with with Poke, right? I mean, so that's okay. you know who's going to be. Same with Dort, you know who he's going to be. You know, you know how Gildas Alden is going to be. So the guy you're not sure about is Giddy, and if right. Giddy's good, then you know you should be able to to be interesting this year. I don't know if that means the playoffs. Interesting.
1: No, but definitely interesting. not. No. Good God, they've they're they they are they they are trying to get they're trying to lose sixty games. They want to, but I don't know that they can with this roster. Yeah, they've got enough talent to where it's like, but with Chet getting Hurt, yeah, right. If you the, and right, look, if Chet was
0: not okay, hurt, it would be a different thing, right? Yeah, now they, you could they, probably they, manage it. You can you can manage some losses if you're in the game for that. And okay, to be honest,
1: this is the kind of thing. Like you, honestly, like if Shea gets, if like if Shay were to go down with a season ender as well, like yeah, yeah. Even though he's been a guy who's been hurt, like it's not the worst thing in the world because like then you go back one more time, you get another, you know, high draft pick to go with all of your other stinking draft picks, so you can you know get like one more stud player, and then you're really, I mean, that's that's how a lot of these teams end up turning it around, right? Like you think about the Warriors, like. They were able to build around Steph through the draft because Steph was hurt early in in his career, and they didn't win a lot of games, right? You know? and, and that's that helps um, that helps you get those kind of those higher draft picks. That, and and in you a know, lot of ways, up, like yeah. as they were bringing along Jokic, and didn't have anything to go with him, you know, yep. they were still they were still losing games. Right? He wasn't hurt, but he was he probably took a little bit longer to develop and to figure out how to play. With him. Well, he coach.
0: didn't come over the first year at all. So, right. you know, you had, you had that time where he wasn't making an impact. Um, and then he was on the bench for the first year, and so he wasn't making an impact. You know, like that's – so there's two years right there where you get to get some stuff to go. And, again, nailing that that second-round pick, the, the Warriors did that too with uh, with Green. Right. You
1: know, yeah. and so it, it helps if you're yeah, – Yeah, I mean, they had Harrison Barnes was another high pick that they yeah. got right in that run. like
0: yeah. So you, you work it out, right? And so I, I absolutely think that OKC is hoping that they can get one more, one more bite at that apple in the top of the draft this year with Chet going down That it winds up being a blessing because this year they would not – whoever they would have gotten – whoever they're going to get in this year's draft, they would not have gotten if Chet was healthy.
1: Right, yeah. Well, I mean, it's – I guess i can't try to remember all the different uh, – all the different draft picks they have. Don't even try
0: like it's an armada of picks you can't you can't possibly figure that out but it's like i said i this year i don't expect them to be good but i expect them to be interesting and so i, I it'll be fascinating to see what they do um i i'm not as far as a test for denver in the preseason like Denver's just trying to work out lineups at this point and right, have yeah. real and, game and experience I mean, especially
1: this game like with yeah. Mike and, and Jamal, like you're just trying to, hey, let's just get him some action. Like, who can well, we that's can
0: why there's so happens. Yeah, that's why they're starting with, you know, the starting five of the season is gonna start in this game. So out of the gate, here's what we're expecting our starting five game for this for this season to go. Game one, it's gonna be, you know, Maul, KCP, MPJ, Gordon, and Jokic. And that's what they're starting this game with. And we'll see how it goes. You know, I know that Bones like went completely off and helped beat the second unit, beat the first unit, and people freaked out. But Jokic wasn't even taking shots in that practice. You know, like, the bones went out, was on fire, and Jokic was just passing the ball to get other people some action because they're rusty and he ain't. Wow. So it's not really a thing where I'm – that's not a concern. It's good, to, it's good to know the bench can go off. It's good to know that the defenders on the bench are engaged already, even in practice. That's what you want to see. That's how you make each other better. Um, and now the Nuggets get to have a, a preseason game, um, you know, uh, which will be weird because <laughs> I I have no there's no real game plans in the in the preseason. You're just trying to get work in. Um, right. The
1: only thing to, I think to, to to remember with the preseason in the NBA is it's like not it's not like the NFL in that like no. game. we're gonna we're gonna like you know only play like. Most of these guys um, will play. I expect, you know, Jokic to play over 20 minutes. Uh, I expect Aaron Gordon. I mean, maybe not Jokic because he's coming off of.
0: Well, you uh, still got to get guys used to playing with him, though. So I do expect that. I don't expect him to play every preseason game. But the games that he plays, especially with the starters, you right. need him out there, they're, otherwise they're, they're not getting used. Work.
1: To like you know, and you don't have a yeah. ton of dudes to play anyway. So it's like, right? You can't just like play an entire game without playing anyone who's actually going to be in your rotation. Like there's that's what I'm saying. Running a ten man rotation, that's half the guys you got to bring to the game. So like they're going to play. I I guess the only thing I would wonder about though is is Jamal and MPJ like how much time. Do they get? Do they? I, I kind of expect them probably to not play the second half of this game, right? They like get them out there, right? Uh, let them play the first half like they would normally play. That's what I would think. Half, have you know Bones and and uh, uh, Jeff Green, I guess, be be out there, right? And that that
0: is what I expect. But I expect a full half of Denver's starting five, you know, to get their normal rotation minutes for the first half. And then if you come back out for the third quarter for six minutes, maybe they're not coming back out for the fourth, you know, but you at least, you know, you can get them to practice if you don't bring it back out after the half I would not be surprised, Um, but you definitely want all three of your big three to be out there together, working it out and you need KCP out there because he's not used to it. Right. So you might as well have your full starting five and make Honestly, that Honestly,
1: I mean, like, even Aaron Gordon, like, he's yeah. Yeah, he's played a lot last season, obviously, with the team. He knows how to work with Jokic, but, like, him, Jamal, and Mike, like, the, that whole group, they only got, you know, a handful of games. So there's right. there's still kinks to even work out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so you're, you have to iron that out. So I do expect them to give them time together. You don't want them working it out separately because they're going to play together. So you might as well play them together in the preseason. You know, right. you can get other guys their action later, but you need all that group to get good together. Um, right. You know, and so yeah, I don't expect Jokic to play every game in the preseason. I don't expect Mike and Jamal to play every game in the preseason either.
1: But you know, I mean, you got you got five preseason games. I think yeah, yeah. Expecting them to time. play three is probably um, right. You know, two to three depending. Um, I would expect I three. Imagine. Yeah, I, you know, the guy I think that might play two actually would be Jokic because he's the one who probably needs it the least. The, the harder thing about not playing Jokic though is like then he's your offense. Yeah, what what are we doing then? Like exactly. So you're
0: you're not getting you're not getting reps in the actual offense you're going to use during the season. But so the Jokic kind of has to play.
1: Like he's the guy who's he he's been playing basketball all summer and he's also like, you know, like the dude could probably not play basketball for four months and walk onto a court and dominate. Him, so, oh, he
0: can, but it's other people who, you yeah, can. but everybody
1: else has got to learn how to work with him. So, yeah, I could, right. maybe, yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess three games probably is what I would expect to see. All and I these.
0: honestly wonder if the yeah, Nuggets are going to run us uh, an entire game without any of their big three and just sit them all three of them for one game.
1: I would think the fifth game against out there in Golden State, like, I right, I kind of think that that game is. Because you know, they're gonna go, basically they're gonna they're gonna do this weird thing where they're gonna, you know, they've got like four games in between Oklahoma City and then they go to Chicago, so they don't we don't even get the next game until what Friday. I yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you get you know, and then you've got another three days until you go down to Phoenix or you're back in Denver to play Phoenix. Then you go two, you know, then it's day off, then you play a game in LA then it's a day off and you fly up to, to San Francisco play a game there. I would assume you're going to play your dress rehearsal, push those guys pretty close to the 30 or so minute mark against the Clippers. And then basically right. sit everybody and, and, you know, play play the guys, let, let a lot of guys audition for, for G league teams, basically some sure. tape out there. You know, that's when you're, um, uh, that's when you're, you're 18, 19 and 20 spots on the roster will probably get as, as much burn as possible so I, I would expect if they do sit all three I would expect it to be that golden state game that final that would game.
0: make sense to me probably. absolutely
1: all right well I think with that um we will wrap it up uh for this week on the pickaxe podcast make sure you guys are following us on twitter gordon is at G Money Nugs. I am at zach Nikosh. um it's really the only place to uh hit us up if you guys uh or listening to the podcast uh well obviously you're listening to the podcast (laughs) i hope you're listening man but if you are enjoying the podcast um please do like subscribe rate whatever it is on whatever platform i think i've got it on every single platform um there is now so um that that helps it grow and that'll help us to feel better about ourselves so that uh gordon any 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 parting wisdom
0: um, just be be happy, man. Like it's been a while since we've gotten to see this lineup. We're gonna get to enjoy it. Um, preseason is here, the nuggets are back, and next time we do this podcast, we'll have two games to talk about.
1: Exactly. So, it'll, be, it'll be exciting. Like that is are it's so exciting, man. Like we're we're gonna see Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. All on the court together. Together. Yep. Playing some actual basketball like 18 months or so. So yeah that is that is super cool all right well we will we will leave it at that go nuggets and we will talk to you all next week